Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,820. Today we're going to be keeping it cool, so be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I'm in Naperville, Illinois, with a very special guest by the name of Brian Amrick. Hey, Brian, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready. Let's pop it. All right, we'll have some fun. We're going to stay cool today, and you'll understand that in a minute. But before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Brian? Well, you know... One of the things, especially now in this uh, this new role of mine, which we'll talk about, is uh, that not only was I Illinois State Motocross champion oh. uh, back in the day, but I did it all while living on the 32nd floor of a 72-story building. So no yard, no place to ride, uh, and I was still able to get that done, so that was fun. <laughs> okay, that's pretty bizarre. I grew up in Southern California in a, in a, you know, a house or the garage, and I had a good friend, Bobby, who was... He and his brothers raced motocross, so they had all these bikes, and we would go riding all the time. And they always said, pick whatever bike you want, and we'd go have fun. I thought it was a dream come true for me. But I'm trying to imagine doing that, living in that environment that you were in, and being a pro, basically. Well, How'd you pull that off? Well, you know, pro is a stretch, but certainly, you know, it was one of those things that, I, you know, my, my dad was so committed to it. And, ah. you know, we would get up and we would drive about two hours to go practice or to go race. Yeah. And, you know, we were just committed and we just loved it. And it was, you know, it's, it's a lot of consistency, I think, that you've heard probably in all forms of motorsport. You just, you have to live it yep. and whatever it takes to get it done, you get it done. Well, that's pretty darn cool. And here you find yourself in an industry providing solutions to keep these uh, bikes and now automobiles running cool. So let me give you a proper introduction and we'll dive into your life here. Brian Emmerich is the president of Engine Ice, the number one coolant and antifreeze in the power sports industry. Engine Ice high performance coolant is globally recognized as the premier choice in power sports coolant and antifreeze and the brand has made a jump into the automotive sector. It's a revolutionary formula that keeps machines running cooler, leading to a more stable horsepower delivery, throttle response, and engine efficiency. Brian is an experienced C-suite executive, having worked with some of the biggest brands in the industry. Now with Engine Ice, Brian brings his leadership and marketing expertise to grow the brand outside of the power sports market and well beyond. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about Brian and Engine Ice, but first a word from our very valued sponsor. So give them a listen and give them a little love and we will be right back. Hold on. We're going to be going fast. Are you ready to get out and hit the road? Boy, I sure am. This country has so much to offer, and what better way than to get out and drive? Covercraft protects the things that move you. From protective covers for the outside of your vehicles to the inside with dash covers, seat covers, and sunscreens, all creatively designed to keep your vehicle cool for those roadside stops for a meal or to take in the view. Covercraft custom tailors their designs for your special vehicles and manufacturers with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Road trips can be hard on your vehicle surfaces, so protect them. And when you get home, cleanup is fast and easy. 
and you want to get a deal? Well, I've got one just for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21, yeah, 21 at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Go to Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. Hey, Brian, we are back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner, something you no doubt did when you were on bikes, and have you share a little bit more about this. This is a new role for you here at Engine Ice, as I understand. So grab the handlebars. Yeah, well, you know, definitely a new role for me, new size organization. Engine Ice has been around for about 20 years, Mm -hmm. really focusing on the motorcycle space and then expanding into power sports, but relatively still a small company, which is great, and which uh, is, is really endearing to me, but also exciting because you can make such a huge impact. The company was purchased by Cost USA, which was the largest family-owned manufacturer of coolants and, and glycols in the United States. And after having a few conversations with the, with the family ownership, I had actually recommended that they look at this business. They liked it so much that we had some discussions and we purchased the business back in October nice. uh, and we've been really aggressively growing it since. You know, this is pretty cool. Now, you a new purchase back in October. Well, back in October, things were a little crazy in this world, weren't they? Um, it's an interesting time to do an acquisition, a brave, bold move, I might even say, considering the bizarreness that's going on. But you know what? Power sports, automotive, transportation, all this fun stuff that we do, it's always going to be around. And when you think about cooling engines and so forth. I mean, you always think of the big names, the yellow container, I'll call it that, the company that's been around forever, but this is pretty neat. So tell me why this brand, why did you see some promise here? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, you said it when it comes to brand, right? The the importance of a relationship between a brand and its consumers and customers is, is critically important. And, you know, the founder of Engine Ice had done an incredible job over 20 years of being very, very consistent, right? Always had great technology, was always consistent in supporting the industry uh, and the riders and the racers that were around it. And it really came down to looking at the fundamentals of the business and understanding where you could improve not only from a uh, technology standpoint, but from a distribution 
offering to consumers the way that you could continue to delight them and then just grow beyond where it lived at that point. Uh, and that was the part that got so so exciting, which is the reason that I, I pushed so hard. And then ultimately, the ownership at cost asked me to come and, and, and really grow this business with them. Touch a little bit on your background, where you came from. You went way back to when you're riding bikes and uh, on the track and in the dirt and having some fun. But where'd you come from, Brian? Well, I mean, actually, uh, my professional career started around motocross. When I was in college going to, going to school to learn about business, I actually uh, worked at and raced for a company that's no longer around, but it was called Tough Racing in Illinois, mm-hmm. premier Kawasaki dealership. And my role there was pretty unique because I was able to help in any way that I saw fit. And it really gave me an entrepreneurial drive to kind of get into business and understand how to do things, I think, a little differently. But from there, I, I actually went into banking, uh, which I found incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> I was going to so say, went- <laughs> uh, yawn, if we're going from yeah. racing and power sports to banking. No disrespect to my banking friends, but... Uh- it, it takes a special breed, and thank goodness we've got some people that do that really well, because yeah. uh, they take good care of us. But no, absolutely. And I decided to go back to business school and get my MBA. And coming out of uh, coming out of business school, I decided to go into consumer products and went to work at Procter and Gamble for about seven years, Whoa, and then big. did a number of brand jobs. Worked in lots of fun categories from pasta sauce to shampoo. Especially as a bald guy, it's, it's it was fantastic working in the shampoo business. Yeah, but then I was landed, say I don't use that very much myself either. So. <laughs> uh, and then got into the motorsports industry working for an oil company. Uh, and that was really where my passion for motorsport and power sport came mm. about. But uh, seven years prior to doing the role I'm doing now, outside of a little uh, entrepreneurial stint uh, of a company of my own, I, I worked in, in this space. I worked at a brand, and I don't mind saying it, you know, it was a brand called Peak. Oh, yeah, sure. Great company, took really good care of me, had lots of growth. And, and also, I help them grow the business quite a bit. But that's where we had some really great programs with, you know, probably the the pride point of my career working with a gentleman named John Force, which many have heard of. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, very fast, closely. that guy that goes really fast yeah. down a track. Yeah. Day to day with his, his family and Robert Height was part of that organization. Uh, became really good friends with, you know, one of my NASCAR driver buddies, Clint Boyer. Uh, we still hunt together, but just really, really good people and a really passionate part of my life. And that led to, well, what do I really want to do next? And when this opportunity arose, I, I jumped on it because it's, you know, again, it's, I went from a billion dollar revenue company as the chief marketing officer and, and COO to what, you know, ultimately was a couple million dollar company, although we've really improved on that dramatically even yeah. in the last six months. It's it's a different need from a leadership standpoint. Uh, yeah. And it's it's definitely a completely different level of rolling your sleeves up and getting things done. Well, definitely. Yeah. When you go from that level to a different level and now much smaller, but yeah, you become much more. Yeah, I think it's exciting. It's got to be pretty exciting for you and especially coming from your background. So when you think about engine ice, high performance coolant, what makes it so great? Well, the really neat thing about it is is the technology. And one thing that makes us different that I get really enthusiastic about and our customers do as well, if you look at any other power sports coolant company, they're all sourcing it from people like Cost. In fact, before we bought Ingenice, one of the interesting points that came up in those initial discussions was Cost, the company that, that owns Ingenice, was making Ingenice for the last 10 years. That's how it's done in power sports. It doesn't matter what brand you are. 
you are typically getting that made by somebody else and they're simply co-packing. Mm-hmm. Well, now as the owners of Engine Ice, we can bring, as I mentioned, you know, the largest family-owned companies, technical capabilities, sourcing supply chain capabilities, and distribution opportunities to a brand like this and really accelerate the technology behind it. The unique thing about Engine Ice is most, you know, we hear about how horrible antifreeze is and you've got to keep away from it, keep your pets away from it, and you need to. But traditionally, most coolant, and nobody talks about it because coolant isn't very exciting, but it should be, is ethylene glycol. Mm -hmm. And ethylene glycol is horrible stuff. It's bad for the environment. It's toxic. The difference between Engine Ice is Engine Ice is based on propylene glycol, Mm. which is a completely different molecule. It happens to be non-toxic, biodegradable, non-hazardous. We're not even required to have a child safety cap because it's not poison. The technology in the molecule itself does a much better job of actually capturing that heat and pulling it out, right? And so the idea of Pulling heat out is is a big element, clearly, of coolant. But the other most important factor of it is actually the corrosion protection and lubrication of the system. There's nothing that cools an engine better than water. In fact, you, you talk to a lot of hot rodders or racers, they're like, we're running straight water. The problem is, is water is incredibly corrosive in that context. And as more and more uh, equipment is going to to, you know, metals like aluminum, uh, that becomes a real problem because that, that leads to a lot of premature failures and cost, right? And so the idea of having a PG-based product with the technical capabilities that we have from a corrosion protection is really the real point of difference between Engine Ice and other, I will say, sourced you know, co-packed brands that are in the marketplace. Wow. Well, that's a massive difference. I mean, huge. It it is. (laughs) Especially in the world uh, we live in now where we're trying to be as humans much more environmentally conscious, thoughtful about our surroundings and all of these liquids that come out of our vehicles, you know, that are so carefully recycled and so forth. Sometimes they do leak out, they get out and they cause problems. So that's fascinating. That's absolutely wonderful to hear. I think it's really cool. Now, I always like to ask my guests this question about a driving inspiration, a, a key mentor in your life, someone that was very uh, influential in driving your success. Is there a person like that that's been in your past? Yeah, actually, you know, I, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, a guy named Dave Anilak, who really showed me, you know, the guy was probably 35. I don't know. He's he's fantastic. I think he's close to 70 and he's still racing motocross. And he's running a company called UFO Plastics now, which is a big player in the industry. But, you know, Dave was really creative in how he met the needs of consumers. And I think as a leader of any business, it's understanding your customer and having a real focus on what is the core thing that we deliver to them that makes their lives better. Mm -hmm. And so even in the context of motorcycle parts and buying motorcycles, Dave was really creative and then the way that his leadership was towards, you know, a bunch of kids that were racers that were working for him, some guys behind the counter, some guys answering the phones, guys like me who did a little bit of everything um, and worked at the racetrack, the way that he treated them and got them motivated is sort of a core of, of how I try to approach leadership 
across the organization, whether it's cross-functional or somebody that's reporting directly to me. And so, yeah, and it's it's interesting because all on his own, my son uh, reached out to Dave. He's my, my oldest is graduating from Indiana University at the business school there. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. I'm excited. Well, one, once once coming out, and my last one's going in, so it's not a, it's a net <laughs> wash for me. I don't get to buy a bass boat just yet. I did the same thing with two kids five years apart. Just as you get one relief, the next one goes in. So yeah, and I've got one sandwiched in the middle. But uh, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he he reached out to Dave and uh, and accepted a job. So now Dave's oh. actually. Got Two generations of Emmerich's working for him, so uh, I'm really excited for both of them. They're both both great people. But you know, Dave, those kinds of I think leaders that can show you what you're capable of are, are very very important, and I try to emulate that in in all my interactions. Wow, and even more special that he's around to help your son uh, move into his career and his life and give him some uh, mentorship as well. That's absolutely brilliant. I love that. Love it. Fortunate to have him in your life. If you were gonna advise others, like you've got a son going out into his career and you advise him to reach out and find a good mentor. How would you advise others who are wanting to get into a career like you've had? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, motorsport and power sport and the automotive aftermarket, which I've been in for a long, long time, seems really sexy to a lot of people. And, and it is, and it's fun in some cases, in some cases it's not. So it's really about backing up and saying, what's the role in the kind of organization that's just going to make you happy? It sounds very cliche, I've had many organizations where I wasn't happy, and that has an effect on the rest of your life. And so my advice, and it was the same to my son as he looked at some of his other offers, you know, there might be better money somewhere. There might be a seemingly more robust opportunity, depending on which job or company you go work for. But what's going to be important is just getting up every day, enjoying the people that you work with, and enjoying what you do and feeling like you're making a difference. Mm -hmm. And then also making sure that you're in the position where you can you can help and enable others to also feel like they're giving, feel like they're part of, of something. And so that would really be it. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're not, the best thing you can do is quickly get out of that situation and try what's next. Golden nugget you're dropping for us here today, Brian. <laughs> very, very wise advice, uh, most definitely. We're going to take a short break and thank a, another sponsor here. We come back. I want to talk about a big challenge, something no doubt you've uh, faced up against. want to know how you got through that. So sit tight. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett Jackson podcast, coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett Jackson website for unique details on this new exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. 
So Brian, uh, let's talk about a big challenge, big failure, something that really kind of pushed you back a bit. But more importantly, what was that lesson learned so that you could gain even more momentum as you came out of that situation? Take us on a trip. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of gave me a heads up that you might ask something like this. And so I was really thinking about it. So the first thing I would say is I think a lot of people would look at me and say, oh, my gosh, you're really successful in your career. And, and you know, you could do no wrong. But certainly I messed up many, many times in my career. Uh, I typically have learned from each one of them. But I'd say the biggest one that was probably the most rewarding and the most challenging was just prior to the role I'm doing now, so it's relatively fresh, uh, I had a startup company of my own that I started while I was working, left to run full-time for about a year and a half, had some great success from a sales standpoint, but unfortunately, the cash flows got in the way, and then COVID hit, and it really Ouch, yeah. uh, sort of had to end. Yeah. And I think emotionally and mentally, that takes a big toll when you when you have been relatively successful or at least been proud of the things that you've done. And, you know, I think what uh, what's most beneficial about that exercise that I went through, uh, that painful exercise, mm -hmm. was the amount that I learned that was directly applicable to this role because of the size of the organization. Mm, yeah. Right. Thinking business, about, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and certainly I was an employee of one in my startup and we had a half million dollars in sales the first year, um, which most startups mm -hmm. don't have certainly ones that, that end up, I guess, failing yeah. don't have that. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, but literally from sourcing to developing and putting together every single piece of equipment that we that we sold on and on and on but also just the idea of you know as you progress in your career you typically have larger organizations underneath you to do a lot of that work and i think it was really meaningful and impactful for me to really have to do every single element from getting on the system where you set up upcs i haven't set up a upc ever in my career but I've always had people do it for me. Yeah. So experiencing the process of all of these different elements of creating the ads on Google ads, of building the website and knowing Shopify and all these other things. And so that failure, because I would call it a failure, probably led to more valuable learning uh, than any job I've ever had. And so I'd say if you're in a situation where you deem it a failure, other people tell you that, it's about what you can take away, how you can apply it to the next thing. Um, because although I think I still would have been successful in what we're doing here at Ingenice, I don't think I would have been as successful. And so I take that as a win every time. And uh, I will just chalk it up as another expensive investment in my education, just like my MBA was or my undergrad. A second MBA, a third MBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, my own, I, I put my own course load together for my second MBA, my PhD, let's call it. Yeah, yeah. I've been there, done that. Yeah. And it, it can be painful at the time, but boy, it sure does teach you a lot of valuable things. And isn't it interesting how that experience aligned you for what you're doing now without you even knowing it at the time, of course, because you can't. Certainly. You don't plan these things. You just go in expecting to be hugely successful and everything's going to be great, but there's all these lessons. So, well, I appreciate you sharing that valuable story for others listening out there as well. I would assume uh, you're still a young guy. You've got some bucket list items in your life ahead of you you'd like to do aside from making Engine Ice even bigger, more successful company than it currently is. Is there something else you'd really like to get out there and do? Maybe it's get back on a bike and jump over 20 cars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, ironically that you say that, I just this morning we talk about all the different roles you do when you're when you're entrepreneurial and you work for a small company. This morning I got up at 4:30 and uh, and drove about an hour and a half to pick up a new motocross bike. Ooh. Now I'm not necessarily going to ride it. I maybe ride it a little bit. I, I've yeah. made some promises to my wife, but you know <laughs> yeah. we're going to use it for content and we're going to uh-huh. we're going to do some some great marketing with it. But uh, that would be fun. But that is not necessarily the the next dream. I think for me it's really. You know, it's a little bit about what I'm doing now. What I've realized coming out of that startup and working for a small company is there's nothing more rewarding than creating value with a group of people that you really enjoy. And so, you know, this company, as we grow it, and we've we've already grown it, we've already doubled the size of the business since October wow. through some great work. And there's some great tailwinds in the industry, but we've done some really good things and we've picked up some big customers. So this time next year, it'll actually be about quadruple the size of from when we acquired it nice. uh, without even launching too many new SKUs. And then we've got a plan for that. But at some point, you know, the business will be bigger than than maybe I even get as much excitement out of. And mm-hmm. so it's it's really about finding a group of people and creating something. Now, that's probably going to be a business. Who knows? But whatever it is, it's, it's about the freedom of working with people that I like. Uh, and then having free time for my family. And then, you know, for me personally, a big part of my life is getting out in the outdoors and I, I like to I like to hunt and so getting in the mountains is a big part of that so cool uh, I'm, a, I'm a blessed man I there's there's not much that I that I need to keep me happy these days <laughs> what kind of bike did you get uh, so we got a kx 450 ah. uh, which is a Kawasaki yeah. and it's actually uh, the same bike that uh, one of our one of our riders that we sponsor uh, Jeremy McGrath who's a seven-time supercross champion uh, the most winning Supercross champion of all time. Uh, he now races with Engine Ice, and so we went with that same bike so that we could we could really do some fun stuff with him and with it. Yeah, it's cool. You know, nothing yeah. better than aligning your passions with your career uh, and then making it so that other people around you can be successful as well. You have figured out the secret sauce to life for sure. I'm trying. Well, I think <laughs> you're doing a good great job. Absolutely. Let's talk about a special vehicle or bike in your case in your life. Obviously, this new bike is something new and fresh, but is there a vehicle in your past that really stands out for you? Well, you know, I think it might be the same vehicle for a lot of people my age. Watching Back to the Future and seeing Marty McFly's black Toyota pickup truck (laughs) was always a dream of mine, you know, uh, to have one of those. And so I remember in college, I ended up uh, saving up enough money, and my dad certainly helped me a little bit as I was graduating to to get that black Toyota pickup truck. And I think that the thing that's most special about that is um, taking that truck about three days after graduation with my girlfriend, who's now my wife of twenty five years. Wow! Um, cool. Driving a yeah, driving across country in that tiny little cab, no crew cab, just a, a little pickup truck. We drove from Chicago to uh, Palm Springs Whoa, to visit that's a long my grandma. Drive. That's a long yep. drive. <laughs> and we took about three weeks round trip. And so the uncomfortableness and the joy and the exploration and, and just spending that much time uh, with a tape player, yeah. you know, and, and, and no satellite radio, obviously at that point, mm-hmm. um, was just special. And so, uh, trucks play a very special role in my life. I think just because of that. Well, she must've liked you cause she stuck with you. So that, uh, because well, that- she liked me enough to pull the trigger cause I, <laughs> I knew if I waited too long, she wouldn't be interested. So I, I definitely, I think a year later we were engaged. There you go. Oh, it sounds like a wonderful trip. Great memories for sure. What year was that Toyota pickup truck? 
That would have been a 1987. 87, yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. 22RE engine. I remember that engine working on it so much. Yeah, not a super cruiser type vehicle for going across (laughs) country. I'm sure it had like 100 horsepower. Oh my gosh, yeah. Some long hills to pull up of. Uh, Well, here's a very uh, introspective question. If you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? I think I would be the vehicle that I drive today. Oh yeah? Which is- What's that? Um, you know, back to the, to the pickup trucks, but I drive a, uh, I drive a, a Toyota Tundra crew max, uh, that's supercharged with bigger injectors and a nice exhaust. It's about, it's, it's running with a little extra stuff, about 600 horsepower. Oh, 600. Yeah. A little um, extra I, stuff. Whoa. I go, <laughs> <laughs> I go through, uh, t- through tires quite a bit, but you know, the thing that I love about that is sort of like. I think me is, is I try to be a jack of all trades. I may not be the best at anything, but I'm, I'm solid at the things I need to do. You know, it's comfortable to drive. It's got plenty of room for my family. Um, I can bring all my big fully grown buddies with me on hunting trips. We're going to be driving down to Texas next month. I can tow with it. I can carry stuff with it and I can go really fast if I need to. So I think I would be that supercharged Toyota Tundra. Now, those things typically come with, what, around 380, 400 horsepower or something like that? Yep, yep. So what on earth did you do to bump it to six? Well, it's uh, th- that's that's assumed. That's our guess. But, yeah, we put a Magnuson supercharger on it. Ah, supercharger. We put okay. oversized injectors. We've got a TRD exhaust on it. And then we played with software to get that going a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I almost have to run practically race gas, which is – is a challenge when you're doing stuff like driving down to Texas. But, uh, yeah, finding you know. finding places that have the 110 yeah. or whatever. So, well, if only you'd had that on that drive with your bride to be. It would have been a two week trip instead of three weeks. Yeah, or uh, maybe a lot of speeding tickets. Probably <laughs> <laughs> there might have been a few of those anyways. Maybe a few. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what are some of the ways that you'd like to give back to others in the automotive sector, other than providing them with a great product that helps their engines run cooler? Well, you know, I have a I have a number of really great mentors uh, in my life, and so one of the things that I always work hard to do is connecting people and then just helping them with perspective. You know, I've uh, I mentioned earlier I've I've made some really bonehead moves in my career. I've I've gone through successful stints, unsuccessful ones, like with my startup, and I think just providing them perspective and and keeping them focused on it's not about the company. It's not about the role. It's not about your boss. It's about all of those things. And you have to have a balance to make sure that you're happy because the happier you are, the harder you're going to work and it's just going to come naturally and the more success you're going to have, right? There's, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, maybe I need a side hustle or maybe I need to go find a new job. Well, you know, let's start by looking at what your role is right now and what is it in the company that you have that you might be able to do better or mm-hmm. that you might get some more enjoyment out of. And if it is time to move on, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm really good at is, is staying connected with people. And it's not because of what it does for me, it's what it does for them. And I've learned in life, the more I can help others, the intent isn't there that it's going to come back to me, but it always comes back and in droves, whether I need it or not. And so I think it's about staying connected and really uh, making sure that 
uh, if you know a way to help somebody, you just help them. It's just it's that easy. It's it's more fulfilling than anything I think that I do in my career. It's the biggest lesson I've learned after interviewing eighteen hundred and twenty plus people now, Brian. <laughs> is we are happiest when we're giving back. My my regular listeners hear me say this over and over again, uh, but it's absolutely true. And some people figure it out young, some takes a little longer, but that's when we are happiest, when we're helping others with no intent of a return. I got to add that because when you do it with an intent of a return, that's something different. It's it's not genuine. Completely. Yeah. Very well I said. I think the universe ends up knowing that as well. Uh, yeah. And you know it. More importantly, <laughs> yeah. you kind of know. And yeah. The person, it's not as fulfilling. And the person you're doing it four or two, uh, they kind of figure it out too sometimes. So uh, yeah, be a self, be selfless. What's a great book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners that you learned a lot from? Sure. It's funny because I just I gave, just gave a copy of this to my son who's graduating. Nice. So uh, it's a book called Good to Great. A lot oh, of people oh, have gosh. heard about it. Yeah. Jim Collins, I'm sure of the 1,820 people, a number of them have probably said it. <laughs> um, not ones that I've listened to, but uh, perhaps. But oh, yeah. you know, it's just a phenomenal book about how to approach, I think, anything in life, really. It's about the the type of leadership. It's about being surrounded by the right people because um, the right people will always get you to the right decisions. Um, you don't necessarily have to have all the answers and then find the people to execute it. It's about finding smart people, and they will help you get to a better answer. And it's about really understanding what's important, right? So from a business standpoint, what is it that you're going to be great at? What's your, I think the book refers to as the, the hedgehog principle. Hedgehog, the hedgehogs, yeah, the hedgehog, yeah. yep. <laughs> they do one thing really well and everything that they do in their life is focused around that. And I think if you do that in business or it's your relationship uh, and your, you know, with, with friends or family or your spouse, if you really think about what's most important and make your decisions based on that, that's really the whole deal. And, and I think that goes back to being in the right place personally, professionally, if it's not fulfilling you to that core hedgehog principle that you have, it's time to make a move. But certainly, you know, there's a, there's a discussion about getting, you know, a bus is chaotic uh, when there's all the wrong people on it and there's loud kids <laughs> or whatever. It's yeah. about getting the right people on the bus and the wrong ones off, the, off bus. the bus. And everybody's happier and everybody works harder because they're just more fulfilled. And so I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good one. And it's such an easy read. It is. It's a fantastic book. I read it a long time ago. I gave copies of both to my children, too, when they got out of college. So <laughs> That's great. Yeah, one of the many books that I gave Reread them. it. Yeah. Reread it, by the way, because you, you'll pick up more things every time you do. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one. I'll remind my listeners, uh, there's a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books under the Resources tab, where there's close to 2,000 books listed there now. I've made it real easy for you to click and buy. Good to Great is definitely one of them by Jim Collins. We'll take one more short break. We come back. We're going to go on the ultimate drive or ride, depending on what it is for you. So sit tight. We'll be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah! is TechForce Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. I've discovered Linkage. 
It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And don't forget, while you're subscribing, use the code CARSYEAH and they will give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. All right, we're back. So let's talk about the ultimate drive or ride in your case, since you're a bike guy. Uh, I'm going to allow you to dictate what is the ultimate ride, who you're going to be with, what are you going to be on or in. So where are we going today? What kind of ride are we going to have with uh, you, Brian? Well, well, is it cheating if I've already been on it and I just want to do it again? No, you're just lucky. Actually, I shouldn't say, I don't believe in luck. I shouldn't say that. You're just fortunate because you made it happen. I was very fortunate. So uh, the ride actually, it was a ride. And I, and I, you know, I, I love cars and I, you know, I will drive any car I can. My dream car is actually getting a GTR, okay. you know, and, and going out on the track, but racing lemons and all that is, is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I do that as well. Oh, but cool. this, this happens to be a motorcycle again. I just don't want it to be all motorcycle focused, but it happens to be after I graduated business school, uh, the gift that my dad and my wife gave me, uh, was to go on a three week motorcycle tour with my father in Europe. Oh my so gosh. He and I both rode BMW K twelve hundreds at yeah, the time. It yeah. was nineteen ninety eight. And we rode Germany and Austria and Italy and France. And doing that with my dad, who I was first generation American. He came over right after the war. Oh wow. And they were displaced people from uh they were in Romania and then they they were displaced to Austria and so we went back to the the farmhouse not farmhouse the yard at the or the sorry the barn at the farm where his family lived for about 5 years before they could come over oh my god and that experience was was unbelievable yeah. uh to do that with your dad and and unfortunately I lost him about uh, 5 years ago so I think you know that unfortunately it's part of life right it happens yeah but to be able to do that ride again uh with him would would be amazing because you know it's like everything else in life you know the perspective of of 1998 to 2021 and the things that you learn about being a father and a husband and an oh, adult yeah. uh, it would be a pretty amazing uh ride to do that with him again wow yeah wouldn't it be yeah uh, this four years ago this month i lost my dad and he's the uh, one that i'm so sorry yeah. well it's you know yeah like you said that is part of life and it's it's it reminds us all and especially with this past year we've all been through the importance of family spending time with family and and friends and getting out there and having adventures and that sounds like a incredible adventure i used to travel to europe a lot and i remember seeing big groups of guys on bikes and and learning about these organizations where you can go over there and they give you a bike and it can be a week-long trip or a month long whatever you want to do so yep wow dream come highly true. recommended yeah highly yeah if you have the <laughs> means i highly recommend it uh to quote ferris bueller and the gtr you mentioned pretty cool car too now you mentioned lemons you've you've participated in that 
Yeah. So uh, at that past job with that other antifreeze company I talked about, we actually had a lemons program where we we typically would have a sweepstakes and have one of our consumers come drive with us with one of our professional drivers. And so uh, we did a couple. We had a couple of our drag racers come out. Uh, Ricky Johnson, who was my boyhood hero racing motocross, he he raced uh, off-road trucks for me. So we did one with him. I had John Force signed up, but then he got too nervous and he couldn't do it. <laughs> got but, too uh, nervous? <laughs> you think about yeah. that, John, him getting nervous about that? Holy cow. <laughs> it is so funny. Anytime he's not in control, as you can imagine, yeah. he gets really, really nervous. Um, even though he would have been in control, but he's like, well, there's all too many other crazy drivers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But phenomenal series. And we, we had a really, really fast piece of junk you know, Fox body Mustang that weighed, you know, twice as much as every other car out there. But we, we had a good time. We did pretty well. So I love, I love any kind of racing I can do. I tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, I had uh, the chief perp of lemons, Jay lamb as a guest yeah. on this show many years ago, actually back in 2017, uh, was pretty darn cool. And I've had several people that raced in lemons, uh, as well. Some that have raced some insanely crazy vehicles, including the upside down car. And um, Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. It's yeah. Fantastic. I know some crazy stuff. I mean, it just looks like so much fun. That's very cool. Well, you've taken us on a very nice ride today, my friend. This has been very cool. I'd love for you to give us a little bit of wisdom or wit, uh, mantra, some kind of thought you could leave, leave us with, uh, before we uh, say goodbye. Absolutely. Before I do that, I just want to thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. You're welcome. And it's been fun listening to some of your other podcasts. Oh, thanks for um, listening. And absolutely. I, I I don't know if I can hit all 1,820, but... Um, <laughs> well, you've got to I'm, take another three-week trip with your wife across country. And I'll tell you, I have people every week that will text me saying, hey, Mark, I'm on a cross-country drive. Just listen to like eight hours of you. And I'm like, I don't know how you put up with eight hours of me, but it's the guests that have on the show that are so special. So thanks for listening. Absolutely. In regards to parting thoughts, you know, I think I hit on it before. I would say success for me has always been really understanding uh, how to have fun, add value and help people, you know, around me, whether that's my kids and the way that a father helps or, you know, my spouse or at work, you know, just make sure you're enjoying it. And then if you're not move on, because uh, I, I promise you, whether you're working for a big company or a small company, you are the asset that they need more than you need them. Um, and if they're not recognizing that, move on and give that gift to somebody else. I love that. Give that gift to somebody else. How do people learn more about Engine Ice? Well, you can go to engineice.com. One of many things that we're doing is relaunching the website. So uh, once this this is airing, uh, we should have our new website up. Nice. Uh, and then socially, all of our channels are pretty much Engine Ice. So if you just search for Engine Ice, you can you can learn a lot more about it. And you know, I'm sure there'll be some fun videos of me with FAQs and other uh, <laughs> and other things. But certainly, most importantly, if you've got a use for it, whether it's for your car, truck, or power sports vehicle, you know, wherever you buy your coolant, ask for it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, all of us listening here and partaking in cars, yeah, we love anything that rolls on rubber and has fun. Or uh, I guess in this case, could you use your products on uh, boats as well and watercraft? Any engine that requires a coolant can run this propylene glycol formula. There you go. Yeah, I'll make sure I put links on Brian's show notes page, just go to carsyad.com, type in Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Emmerich, E-M-R-I-C-H, and you will find Engine Ice, or just go to enginice.com and check out the new 
website. Uh, I want to do a shout out to Luke Walsh at Con Media. All my friends at Con Media bring me Great some of the folks. Oh, they bring me some of the greatest people to the show. So Luke and your entire team, thank you for introducing me to another cool guy, uh, Brian Emmerich here. Brian, thank you for uh, being so generous with your time today and your expertise. Congratulations on this new role to you and all of your team for huge success and growth. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome, and stay cool with Engine Ice. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!